Welcome to the Heart Frequency Podcast by Hurricane and a Feather. This is your host, Haley J. I'm a singer and a songwriter with a passion for spirituality and wellness. And on this podcast, we will dive into topics that resonate with the healing world. Let's tune in. I'm here again today with my husband, Joe, also known as Jay Phoenix. And today we're going to be talking about the balance of darkness and light. Hi, Joey. Hey, how's it going? Good to have you here with me. Nice to be back. So yeah, this is a concept we've talked about a few times. You know, we've talked about it on another podcast where we were interviewed, and then we also made an EP even around this concept called chiaro scuro. Chiaro scuro is an Italian word. Chiaro means light. Scuro means dark. Um, you know, it's an artistic technique. It's used in painting. It's used in photography it's to show the contrast of light and shadow. And it's also like how I know it is from opera. With opera, it's a balance of like a ringing, bright sound with a rich kind of full resonance. And this equilibrium of darkness and light, it always interested me, like these two things coming together to create something beautiful and balanced. And so, yeah, I want to talk about it today with you, um, you know, just in terms of like relationships and people and, you know, because I think people, maybe they lean more towards one or the other, but people are complex and we're a mix of both. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. I mean, a lot of things today get kind of reduced to a binary, you know, whether it's this or that, or, you know, you believe this, so you must be this, you act like this, so you must be a this, you know. Uh, I think, you know, every day we're always kind of tested as far as our own character, you know, and we're always, I feel like, externally pressured to fit one or the other or fit, you know, whatever, you know, label or, you know, or label or narrative. And I think really the most important thing is to just, take a step back and just kind of look at yourself Mm -hmm. and just say, you know, I am my own person. You might identify with certain values, you might identify with other values and to not be pressured to really conform to one or the other. Yeah, I totally agree with that. As you know, I grew up in a very loving, but somewhat conservative household and it has a lot of Midwestern values. You know, my dad's from Michigan. My mom's side has ancestors from the Midwest too. And I'm grateful for these values. You know, family is important and so as being polite and being considerate of others, um, as you know, I also grew up Catholic. And I think like when I was in high school and people heard I sang at church, I feel like it painted a certain picture in their heads of who I am. And, you know, truthfully, I never was a partier. I never liked Vegas or clubs. And even today I hardly drink and, you know, we usually sleep early. <laughs> um <laughs> But I, I always felt like a passionate person who wanted to express creativity, you know, whether that be through music or fashion or makeup. And I feel like this kind of made me a little different from my family. You know, I dye my hair black, I wear a lot of black clothes. And um, black to me is more than witches or goth, you know, not that there's anything wrong with those things. But to me, it was, you know, easy to match outfits with. And I feel like it also looks pulled together. I love the drama of the color black. You know, my moon is in, moon signs in Scorpio. So there's that. And I, um, I feel like in the beginning, I was almost drawn to wearing black as almost like a protective mechanism since I'm sensitive. But my nature, you know, my outlook has always leaned towards positivity, even if I like on the outside look dark. And you're a positive person as well. You know, you've got a great sense of humor. You're very loving but you don't put up with BS. Correct. 
<laughs> Sorry, is that a question? <laughs> but I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what, do you, what do you think? So I, I, I admire that about you. You have this balance of being kind, but you also stand up for yourself. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. No, um, yeah, for me personally, I never really relied on, I mean, color schemes and stuff. I mean, obviously you're very, you know, attuned to colors and, and style. And, and I never really kind of grew up like that. I, I kind of had some sense of style, I guess, but I was, you know, I never personally saw it that deeply as far as like what I would wear and what colors I'd wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as light and dark, you know, I mean, you know, for me, like, for example, yeah, I, I came from the same kind of background, a loving family. Yeah. And, you know, my parents were just very understanding, very accepting with who I am. Um, I also kind of fit a t- typical, you know, role of like, I was just, you know, I just kind of did my thing. And, you know, I, I was never like a rebellious teenager. I was never, you know, I just kind of always grew up respect- respecting my parents, mostly, I think, because they just respected me yeah. and showed me that respect. And then here I am entering like a volatile industry, like the music industry, where, you know, you have a lot of coming from a background, like briefly, like I, I, st- I was very, you know, academic, I studied hard, you know, went to college. And I was initially pre-med and I guess that fits the, you know, the stableness of kind of my upbringing. But mm-hmm. then I want to do music where it, it attracts a lot of instability. There's definitely more, there, there's less form maybe, or there's less kind of a mold. Whereas, you know, if you, you know, you get your grades, you go to college, you go to med school, you get your PhD, you mm-hmm. get your master's, you find a job. After college, I did not follow that. So I started my own thing. So even though maybe I was, you know, if you want to, I guess, break that down to light and dark, or, or, you know, you could break that between stable or unstable or, you know, stability and chaos. But in terms of studying classical piano, you have, you know, when you learn a piece, it's creative in the sense that it's an, a creative expression. Like say if you're learning a piece, right, mm-hmm. and you're practicing it and you learn it, I mean, that's a, a creative expression, but there's a technical way that you have to approach it. And the final product, though, is when you play it, the chaos is in that if you mess up, you know, if your fingering's wrong or if you do anything, then that could go right into chaos. And I think, you know, the beautiful thing about music is an absence of chaos where it could be very easy to mess it up. You know, you have a very prescribed way of how, you you know, if you go to Sirac Manos Piano Concerto number two, you know, there's not going to be a tenor saxophone solo in it. (laughs) You know, it's like, that's exactly what you're going to hear. And there is a pressure in that. Um, And it's, you know, kind of the beauty of, you know, you're handling something with a stability and a discipline um, and it's creating something beautiful and it's essentially avoiding that chaos, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that does make sense. In terms of like your music production too, you really know how to create like a dark atmosphere, even though that's not music you tend to gravitate towards yourself. Because, you know, with RJ the Second, a lot of our influences are dark electro pop, alt pop, artists like Banks or Massive Attack. And we actually, you know, covered Massive Attack's song Paradise Circus. And I, I don't know, I've always loved that song. I just think it's so creative and so unique. And um, I was really excited when we covered it. You know, I just have a appreciation for it as an art form. And, you know, it does have lyrics about, you know, the devil. And I don't, I, when I listened to it or when I sang it, I didn't, you know, and I don't associate really with that. I'm kind of able to separate that because I believe in in source and God and the universe and making love-based decisions. So I don't feel like just because we covered this song that talks about the devil, that means anything negative, you know? Yeah, of course. And just because you're a storyteller doesn't mean that you're for, you know, you're, you're just portraying a story. And, you know, and obviously that could get into the insidiousness of, you know, music too, sure. you know, because 
you could tell a story and it, you, you could subliminally maybe affect someone's subconscious. And that's something definitely to be aware of. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you saying that I can make dark music, even though I'm not necessarily a dark person. I, I really can produce in really any genre because it really comes down to what kind of chords are they doing? How are they voicing the chords? What kind of textures are they using? And you can really break that down to do any kind of music, you know, whether it's dark electro pop or my lo-fi that I do mm-hmm. or a classical score or EDM, you know, it, it really, if you, if you really try to master the concepts behind composition and sound design, then you really you know, produce music in any way you want. And, you know, despite who I am as a person really doesn't even necessarily have to do with the kind of music that I do, but what I, my main philosophy with any kind of music or what are the points of impact? You know, how do I want the listener to feel during this section and what chords and what sounds are typically used to elicit those kind of emotions. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you use that kind of toolbox, you're going to make something. It's all to get to that result of, I want them to feel, you know, edgy or cool or sexy or, or, or empowered or, you know, and just kind of really listening to what songs already do that. And then using your own kind of skills and, and preferences to interpret it your own way. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, you, do everything beautifully, you really know how to execute different emotions and different vibes because you work with different artists who have, um, you know, their own unique vision. So you're really good at that. And yeah, going on to like another way to think about this balance of darkness and light, <laughs> you know, it's funny, we just went to this Halloween event on the Queen Mary for this Shacktober. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, it was fun. We went with my brother and the Queen Mary is said to be haunted. And I made a joke with my brother before. I was like, I'm like, we are not picking up any ghosts. And I was like, I'm going to set a positive intention before and then we're not picking up ghosts. And my brother was like, should I, should I come to the boat dressed in salt? Should I just carry <laughs> around all this salt? So we were making all these jokes about throwing salt around. Um, but while we were there, you know, I realized... I don't, I don't know if I actually even like those walkthroughs. You know, I used to go, we both used to go to Halloween Horror Nights and Universal and they were fun, you know, but when we were there the other night, um, you know, it's like you're walking through, there's this like aggressive dubstep and people are just jumping out. And I, I had to actually tell myself, I was like, I need to ha- try to have fun here. Cause I was just feeling like, okay, like when is this over? <laughs> um, and I don't know. I, I do like, you know, we both like watching horror movies. Um, you know, I don't really like the gory ones, but I love the supernatural ones. I think those are interesting. And I think some of the stories are cool because it's, you know, in terms of the human psyche and making the characters make like a fear-based decision. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you like about horror movies? Yeah. I enjoy horror movies, I guess, in the sense that well, you know, it's weird to even call them horror. I mean, they are horror movies. I think it's just a matter of analyzing something that kind of breaks away from the normal pattern of life. And it kind of opens your mind to certain concepts uh, and and just different themes that won't happen. And I forget, there was something that we saw recently that was kind of like that where it's like, or, oh no, it was the uh, Gilbert and Sullivan. I know this is even horror related, but <laughs> I think, I mean, in terms of it's it's similar in the sense that, you know, it was cool. It was the, the sorcerer and it was talking about if there was this potion that could make you fall in love with anyone else who drank the potion as well and you guys fall in love and it's the first person you see past all these biases. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about horror movies is it, it it breaks away from the normal pattern of, you know, day-to-day, whatever your logic is. And, you know, I guess you could say that with comedy adventure too. So there's something about horror that's a little more cerebral and a little bit more interesting sometimes. And, you know, you get the adrenaline spikes of the some of the jump scares and, 
yeah, I think that's kind of why I like, I guess, horror movies. It's just a little more intense. But, you know, there's obviously an argument, too, that you can make where it's like, oh, do you want that in your subconscious? And there's definitely some movies where we saw that. We're like, I don't know if I want to go to bed thinking about that, you know. I know. But I guess there is something. It's not even a matter of I love horror and I love everything horror movie-ish, but that kind of reevaluation of how things happen and how things unfold and, you know, coupled with the adrenaline of thinking of being in that situation is always interesting to me. Yeah, some of the other things I was thinking about in terms of this idea of the balance of darkness and light is just like if we're going into a totally different direction, just with your choices in life, you know, you have you always have a choice to make a fear-based decision or a love-based one, you know, and you could either choose to let pain from the past or worries about the future take you away from the present moment. And I really had to learn this because I can be anxious and I also used to lean into my emotions because I used to think like everything I felt had to be expressed. And, you know, now I know there's a choice where you can either react or you can respond. And there's that really beautiful quote by Viktor Frankl. He was a psychiatrist and a Holocaust survivor. You find that quote. It's awesome. Okay. He says, um, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. You know, you just think about it in your everyday life. It's like every micro decision is in a, on a scale of, of love or fear. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of things because even when you talk about dark and light, it's like, well, one person's dark could be someone else's light, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, I think uh, really what it is, is, and I think, you know, what you were, you know, what you said is, and what you always say is like, you know, it's always between love and fear. And, and that's something where, you know, if you love some, you know, if you love someone and you're coming from a good intention, typically the result's probably going to end out okay. But if you're reacting because of a fear, you're afraid of someone, you're afraid of what they might do. And I guess in relationships or conversations, if you're acting like that, then I feel like that'll tend to maybe have more negative or more kind of conflicting outcomes, I guess. But in any case, I think, you know, when you talk about uh, like the quote that you talked about in your, in your decision on how you react, that's going to determine really how, how free you are because you could react because of, you know, I mean, you talk about what's going on now with the, inflation, the gas prices and all that. And it's like how you react, you know, you could either shut down and be like, oh, you know, this sucks. It's going to, you know, it's changed my life. It's making it not as good. I can't buy as much of this as I want. Or you could say, you know what, this is what the situation is. I'm just going to, I'm going to switch foot and I'm going to just adjust and still have that positive outlook. Mm-hmm. And having that positive outlook is going to, you know, eventually ultimately just give you more freedom because you're not confined by fears from an external, you know, whether it's inflation or whatever. Totally agree with that. So you always have the choice to look for the positive, you know, whatever is going on in your life. And that doesn't mean you're not entitled to the way you feel. You're allowed to have the feelings you feel. It's just a matter of how and when to express them. And like I said, I I really had to learn to make better decisions about this because, yeah, I, I just would say I was like, in terms of relationships, I was definitely more of an anxious person. There's this relationship called attached where they talk about different relationship styles and there's anxious, there's avoidant, and there's secure. And I learned a lot actually from your example, because I, I would consider you a secure love type. You know, you're very grounded and you're very, you want to resolve things. And so you kind of helped ease my anxiety. Not that, you know, again, that was, it's not your responsibility, but being with someone like you helped kind of bring out more of my own, like it, it lessened my anxiety, you know? Thank you. Now, I know it's, I don't know, security, I guess that is kind of what it is. But, you know, for me, like, 
I, I think I was just lucky to have a mindset where I, I really, I mean, you know, I think of like when I was growing up and, and yeah, I like to joke around. Mm-hmm. I like to, and, and it's interesting growing up because I feel like you make jokes and then you kind of start to find out where like the boundaries are and, you know, like what you should joke about, how you should joke about. And I feel like, you know, you got to have a lot of times at bat to, you know, to really think, oh, how, um, you know, like maybe I shouldn't joke about that, or this isn't the time to joke about that, or, or that's not the way you joke about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think from all of those kind of times at bat, and I know my intentions and, you know, I, when you talk about light and dark, like, you know, I know you had that, you know, you grew up, you know, with the, with the church and then, you know, you, but you, and then you have the goth and then it's like, how do I reconcile these differences? And it's like, you know, I don't think there's really any difference to reconcile because you're a loving person. And you have, you know, you know what you like, you like these certain things and you like Gwen Stefani, like no doubt. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, you know, you, you have a lot of different interests and, you know, the spiritual community, you have interests with music and, and it's like, you could have all these interests and maybe some people, some groups will be like, oh, I didn't expect that from her. I, but you know, it's just like, at the end of the day, it's like, you want to represent how you are and people are going to think whatever they're going to think, you know? And it's just, it's just, there's just so much, there's not, there's not enough time to worry about that. I mean, then that's kind of really how I always operate, you know? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, just with the kind of music, it's like, I, I, I never think, oh, I made that song. Maybe, I mean, I've worked with Jonathan, you know, and you know, great rapper and he talks about stuff and, and it doesn't mean that I'm in alignment of the things he's rapping about, even though like I maybe produce something or, and he happens to actually be a, a really uplifting rapper. Yeah, he does. Not, you know, all the, all the other stuff. But in any case, you know, it's like you could make statements and make art and you could make certain things without it having your identity, you know, having your identity attached to it. And that's the thing for me is just like, I've always kind of been like, I know who I am. I, I never intend to hurt anybody, mm-hmm. you know, with my messaging, with my music and yeah. hopefully my coffee based lo-fi doesn't offend anybody. <laughs> And any of the tea drinkers, but, you know, it's just, I think as long as you operate out of love and, you know, not hatred towards someone else or a certain group of people or whatever, as long as you're operating out of love and just truly in it for the art, Mm -hmm. then, you know, you're going to reduce the amount of times where you're going to make people feel like, well, you're this and now you're that, you know, it's just, just owning your own convictions. Um, And when you're like that, then I feel like you just kind of run into less issues. I know you're right. It's knowing, knowing what your intention is, what your heart is, where you're coming from, like you said. And I don't think you can judge, quote unquote, dark things and know the whole picture. You know, I don't know, like I just, um, I think even with what we wear for our music shoots or more me, you're not usually too scandalous. <laughs> usually. But, <laughs> you know, but when we do our music shoots, I'm wearing clothes that are like more daring than I'd wear in my day-to-day life. Because, you know, how often do you get the chance to to dress like that. And it's, I don't know. And I think it's also the time in your life to, to do it. It's like, you can have fun, you can express that side and sensuality and, you know, and I don't feel like it's, I'm doing anything scandalous and I'm not doing anything scandalous in my real life. So it's like, I don't want to feel ashamed for expressing myself when we do that for our art, you know, and I don't think anyone should. It's just like, you can't, you can't make a judgment off of one small piece of the puzzle, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and when you have the body of a porcelain goddess, it's oh just like, God. you know, it's, <laughs> thank you. It's, you know, you're not, I mean, cause there's definitely photos that are taken and more salacious or whatever you want to say, you know, it's just, but it's never like, you know, you could tell, I mean, cause you know, Solomon obviously we work with and he's just a very tasteful Our photographer, photographer. Yeah. you know, and it's just like, it's, it really all does come down to the intention. Cause there's, you know, obviously you could take the photos in the intention of, I just want to show off my body in a over sexualized way or whatever. But you know, I, I, you, you've never really done that with our music. And, and you could, you know, that's the thing too, is obviously they talk about stigmas of like, oh my God, you know, you can see her ankles or you can see her whatever, you know, <laughs> it's just like, 
okay, well, it's like, but you know, the, these are our bodies too, you know, and it's like, you know, you could show off more of your body if it's in a tasteful way. And if your intention is, well, I just want to fit this certain aesthetic that I see in my head yeah, and I want to show it to the world. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know? And, you know, obviously there's a lot of nuance and, you know, but I feel like you could, you know, definitely see when someone's not thinking, oh, I want to show this artistic super view. It's just, you know, whatever. It's a fine line, you know, (laughs) it's just. And it doesn't, you know, everyone's their own person. They have their own reasons. So again, it comes down not, not judging anyone for making the decisions they do. Yeah. I'm not even saying, you know, and that's the thing too, is just like the difference between right or wrong. It's like, yeah. just because we're explaining in that context doesn't mean that the other context is wrong, you know? Yeah. And, and like I said, there is just a lot of thinking like that these days where it's just like, oh, well, we choose to do it like this. And it's like, oh, well, because you're not choosing to do it this way, you must not like that way. And it's like, well, no, that's <laughs> just, this is just what we're trying to do. And for me, like I said, I very much just tune that out and I just kind of do what I'm going to do. And if someone says it, you could deal with it. But it's just like, if you just think, oh, well, if we choose to do this thing, you know, like we're choosing to do, you know, more of a, have a spiritual conversation. Does that mean we're going to trigger, you know, people that aren't, it's just like, uh, there's just no time for that. And we know what our intention is. And, um, and you're right. It's just like, there's no room for judgment. And, you know, if people want to do more salacious, that's totally fine too. That's just their decision. And they could do that. Um, in terms of our music though, you know, like what you say, it's like, it's more of an artistic direction and, and it's cool. Thank you, love. Yeah, I guess just to kind of wrap up this concept, at least in terms of how I see darkness, you know, I appreciate some dark things and I find them interesting. But when it comes to my life mindset, you know, I prefer to live in the light whenever possible, you know, just trying to make love-based decisions whenever I can, or if I make a mistake and, you know, don't do that, just realizing and, you know, making amends for it when necessary. Because ultimately life is a beautiful mix of contrasts. And so the less we make judgments on ourselves or on others, the more we live in a state of love. Yeah. And I think that's really the the main, you know, when you think of love and fear, dark and light, because, you know, just because you're interested in maybe darker subjects, you know, it's just, there is a beauty in, you know, like a depressing song or a depressing, mm-hmm. you know, even a classical piece, like an adagio or, a, you know, just like yeah. a, a slower, more melancholy song, you could appreciate things and, and that, that could be a form of light. You know, if you just listen to something and you appreciate its beauty, but you're seeing the beauty in the darkness from a way that's, like I said, just really promoting love. Definitely. Thanks for talking with me today, Joey. Yeah, of course. And thank you everyone for listening. Talk to you again soon.